Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week, we're going to learn all about teamwork. Woo, teamwork makes the dream work until you trap yourself in a cabin. That's right. I mean, I've never really done... I mean, I've been on teams, like the, like school team, like teamwork, sports yeah. team, stuff like that. I don't think we've ever had to survive for our lives <laughs> on a mountain no. for teamwork. No, no. Um, I mean, I'm a communications major. I've had to do a lot of group projects. You don't need to go on a mountain to survive a group project. Oh, really? It's, uh, man, sometimes, sometimes you get a decent group, and then sometimes three of the five people do all the work, and the other two people don't get any credit, and then they fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you have to learn how your power plant can function, you know, with the people in it, and clearly, yes. clearly they did not, uh... They did not work well. Although we'll get into the episode and, yeah. and my thoughts on this uh, <laughs> opening. Um, but that being said, you know, I love winter episodes. So it's fun yes. seeing some snow. Yes. But once again, as I as well, we mentioned is last... It a winter... Well, hold on. Is it winter episode? Because they're just in the mountains. That doesn't necessarily mean winter. Well, yeah. Even in Colorado, like you, when you go out there during the summer... It, there's no snow out there. Oh. Everything's all melted. So I was going to say, what is it? The uh, Mount Everest always has snow on it. Yeah, that's more on the like the upper peak, like <laughs> at, you know, 18,000 feet in the sky where it's freezing cold and nothing melts. But I'm talking I, like base base camp area. This could be like October. I guess. I, but... I don't, we'll get into it. I don't think they're on Mount Springfield, though. They are not on Mount Springfield. I mean, where, where did Mr. Burns take them? <laughs> to hell. Uh, yeah, fair uh, enough. So this is season eight, episode 12, Mountain of Madness. Yep. Great title. Great title. Yep. Well, kind of a great title. Also, the, um, the title is possibly a reference to the H.P. Lovecraft uh, book At the Mountains of Madness. Oh. Like, possibly. Um, air date, February 2nd, 1997. Our recap, during a survivalist company <laughs> retreat, an avalanche traps Homer and Mr. Burns in a small cabin. I mean, I don't... I, I would not use... supposed to be... A, I mean, it was a comp. I don't know. Was it a co I mean, it was a company retreat, I guess. Yeah. But it wasn't a survive. It wasn't supposed to be for survival. It was just, 
hey, use teamwork to find this thing. And but we'll no, 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 it was survivalist because <laughs> Mr. Burns was like, this is going to be the most dangerous thing you'll ever do. <laughs> so, I mean, this this recap actually, <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, they gave away who gets trapped in a cabin. Yeah. But I, I think I'll let it slide because I think it was a pretty decent recap. Yeah, it was okay. Um, no chalkboard gag this week. Nope. Not enough time. Not no. enough teamwork. Not enough teamwork to, to get the cho- the chalkboard uh our couch gag the family rushes in the couch is folded out and grandpa is sleeping on it and they fold grandpa into the couch and sit down yep stupid grandpa wasn't that a repeat or no nope oh thought i remembered that one maybe there's a future episode now that has that one as a as a repeat yeah i'm fairly confident that's not a repeat okay um so before we get going this episode does not have any cultural references in it this was a hundred percent all that's not true what the hell are you talking about i don't see any smoky the bear okay one cultural (laughs) reference fine there's uh, burns hallucinations is it well, I'm, I'm talking about things that are based on, like, real-life events. People, like, last cultural, e- people can be cultural references. Sure. But I'm talking There's about, a- like, last week's episode where the, the pretzels were thrown on the field at the guy like it was at Los Angeles. That's, that's like, something they took out of real life and made it, you know, There's cartoon. also There's also a reference to a film. Oh, is there? Yes. Okay, fine. There might be a few. But also, nothing, nothing major. Also, the couch gag. Yes, there is a repeat of it, but this is the first time. You I, see th- it. I thought so. I thought that thing looked familiar. So, um, this episode opens up uh, with Mister Ernst walking into his office, whistling because it's a it's a good day. It's yeah. probably uh, Thursday or Friday. Yeah, end of the end of the week. He's happy, and Smithers offers him some coffee because. Yeah. Mr. Smithers is a good assistant and he wants Mr. Burns to have his morning coffee. But Burns says the promise of a new day is enough exhilaration for me. Yeah. Which, Hey, being that happy and you don't need coffee. I need my coffee. I can't go to work and hold up. So you, you look at a lot of Simpsons memes. Yeah. A lot of Simpsons memes. Yes. Have they made a meme of this? Not that I recall. No. Because I feel like this would be a perfect meme, like a two-panel meme format where, you know, Burns is all chipper, and then the next scene, he's basically dead. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I will talk to my Simpsons uh, board posting group and see <laughs> if we could figure one out. Okay. Because, um, yes, I mean, Simpsons early episodes definitely have a lot of <laughs> memeable moments, but yeah, I don't yeah. recall ever seeing one for this one. Okay. Um. So three and a half hours pass. We see Mr. Burns kind of sitting at his desk, bored out of his mind, because apparently a president of a nuclear power plant has <laughs> nothing to do throughout president, the day. Try owner or owner, whatever. <laughs> he runs the joint and yeah. he has nothing better to do than sit at his desk and kind of stare blankly into space. And Burns obviously gets sleepy. I mean, yeah. I have you ever gotten just sleepy at work? Like, or do you always have stuff going on? Oh, uh, well... With my new job, I, I don't I don't really get 
sleepy. My the problem with my job is I'm sitting most of the day, so like I have to remember to like get up and like walk around and stretch out. When I worked in production, yeah, I would didn't matter time of day. It could be, you know, the night side production and I would get sleepy or I mean, especially early mornings. Um, I would always get sleepy because it's like three o'clock in the morning and I got like three hours of sleep. Um, yeah. So, but like, like even night night side, I would get sleepy at like 6 p.m. But part of the problem is the control room. If you go to any TV station, I'd be very surprised if most control rooms, I wouldn't be that surprised if most control rooms were always dark. <laughs> I don't I don't know why. Well, I kind of know why we keep the lights off. It actually helps us see a little bit better. It's weird. Um, but like when I worked mornings, I've actually, I've had shit thrown at me for falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I worked at Best Buy and it got really slow, I'd be sitting in the mobile department just zoning off and I'd get pretty tired. Start yawning. Yeah. yeah. I actually uh, fell I fell asleep a few times standing up at work. Nice. Good yeah. job. Yeah. You were fired, weren't you? No, it was not. This is at the TV station, and it was, like, well before the news went on. Okay. Um, but uh, Sleepy Burns asks uh, Smithers for some coffee. He's like, like oh, Smithers. Smithers, coffee. coffee. <laughs> and then Burns drinks his coffee, one slurp, and boom, he's up. Uh, yep. And he's like, man, we need some excitement around here. And uh, Smithers responds by asking, uh, Chinese checkers or domestic? <laughs> that that line caught me off guard so much because he's like Chinese checkers. I'm like, oh, I understand that. And then he says domestic, and I'm like, how? Like, oh, like the red, regular the red and black. Yeah. yeah. No, red I, and I black is or regular checkers. I was thinking, yeah, this. but yeah, was, red or black. Now, okay, obviously, I'm assuming Chinese checkers was invented and and made in China. Was but was uh, maybe. Was, was domestic checkers like actually U.S.? Like, was that conceived here, or was that like a European thing? Um, uh, so Chinese checkers is a strategy board game of German origin. Okay, <laughs> that can be played by two, three, four, or six people playing individually or with partners. The game is a modern and simplified variation of a game called Halma. Halma, Halma. So Chinese checkers is German. Oh, good. <laughs> so why isn't it called German checkers? Because Germans are racist. Oh um, no. Uh, let's see. But what here. about regular checkers? Where was that invented? I'm. I'm uh, it's also known as draughts, which is okay. the British, the British English uh, language for checkers. Um, uh, I'm, uh, there's also Canadian checkers. I think regular checkers maybe was, uh, oh, it's like, uh, it's really old. Um, that's what I was saying. A, I don't think it could have been, been invented here. Cause, uh, man, it's, it's crazy old. Uh, it's, it's been around since, uh, ancient Egypt. Okay, so yeah, definitely not domestic, I would call it. Yeah. Um, why so... they went? Why they went with Chinese checkers instead of German checkers? Is... <laughs> I'm gonna go. There's probably some racist undertones to that. Uh, maybe. Um, so 
But we got to get some excitement, and and that Chinese checkers and uh, domestic checkers will not work. Uh, Bird's like, no, no, something fun, because <laughs> those two things are not fun. Correct. Uh, something the men will enjoy, like a safety drill. But what kind? Ah, uh, meltdown alert, mad dog drill, <laughs> blimp attack. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to know what the alarm sounds like for each of those. Yeah, um, they gotta. Ha- oh, yeah, they definitely have to have different sounds. E- exactly. And he's like, ah, I think a good old fashioned fire drill today. <laughs> and so he sets off the the fire drill, and yeah. you know, um, now the alarm is going off. And first of all, we cut to, you know, the the inside the plant, and some of the yeah. workers are you know starting to panic. Yeah, and Carl and Homer are sitting next to a microwave with a bag of popcorn inside, and <laughs> Carl's like, "Popcorn's done." And he pulls out the bag and dumps out a bunch of seeds in the bowl. <laughs> how do you so, not know the microwave? Like, how do you how do you not distinguish that the fire alarm drill is going off and the microwave just goes like beep 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 when it's yeah. done? So I guess my the the real question I kind of have is. Do, don't most places announce that they're having a fire drill that day? It's just not a sporadic. Yeah, nor thing. I would. I would imagine like you're gonna send out uh like twenty. Usually it's twenty four hours where they're gonna go. Hey, there's a fire. We're gonna have a fire drill tomorrow. Like I think in now here's the thing. In school, did they ever warn us, or did Absolutely. they just? No, absolutely. Or did they warn the teachers and the teachers are like, hey, we're doing a fire drill today? Well, no, they told us. They said, we're having a fire drill today. Because and They never told us when, though. No, I the think day. they just I think they just said we're going to have a fire drill. Or maybe they told yeah. us what time of day. I'm not sure. No, but either, but but either that, way. Not, no, no. See, you wouldn't tell them when you would have the fire drill. That would defeat the purpose of the fire drill. No, the purpose. Of, no, 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 no. The purpose of the fire drill is to... Make sure everyone understands how a fire, uh, if the fire alarm goes off, it doesn't matter what time of day. It's like, oh, we're uh, gonna do the fire no, drill right but now. What I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, you're not gonna announce, hey, we're doing the fire drill right away, or like you're gonna go and be like, hey, we're gonna pull the fire alarm right now. Leave. The whole point of the, a fire drill is for, especially in school, is the teacher saying, okay, we're having a fire drill today. This is how I want you to proceed when it happens. And then when it happens, you go, okay, this is how I need to proceed. If you tell somebody you are pulling the fire alarm, that defeats the purpose because then you know to leave. You wait because, like, you don't know when a fire is going to happen. Well, no, but the guy, the <laughs> obviously, if the plant doesn't know and the fire alarm goes off, of course they're going to act all crazy. No, because, because they shouldn't. No, no, no. The reason they're acting crazy is because the town of Springfield is stupid. If you hear the fire alarm, you're they're adults. They should know it's the fire <laughs> alarm. I'm like, oh, there's a fire. I need to leave. No, 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 no. They should probably tell them that there's a fire alarm happening or a fire drill happening, so that way they could be prepared. Because, yeah, but, real, but here's here's the thing: in real life, if there's a fire happening, you're not going to be prepared. Well, you should. Well, you should. You should know what to do. Exactly. If there you is know a what fire, to do. But you just don't know when a fire is going to break out. Maybe. Unless you set it intentionally and run. Yeah, but see, Homer Homer recognizes the alarm as a fire alarm. So yeah. because while well, he's the safety inspector, yeah, he should know what each alarm sound is for. 
Yeah. And uh, him and Carl leave. Uh, but Lenny is uh, getting hot cocoa from the machine. He's like, come on, hurry up. Wait for me. Just and, leave it, Lenny. No, 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 no. He really wants that hot chocolate. Yeah. Um, and the workers, you know, the workers are really panicking. And one of the employees grabs a fire extinguisher <laughs> and starts to hit people with it. Um, and then Homer runs to his uh, station uh, to grab a picture of himself dressed as a coyote cowboy. Instead of any of his family photos he's had. And I love, I love this. I don't know if it was misspelled by some Korean writer or animator or whatever it was, but it said old, O-L-D-E, time, T-Y-M-E, photo. No, because I'm pretty sure that's like a, a stereotypical, like, old Western thing. Well, I know old is. Well, I know old is. That was right. But time... I, I don't think time was spelled any other way but T-I-M-E across the world. Well, I mean, obviously in other languages it's different. But in American, I don't, I don't think it was ever spelled like that. Now, I know our old time machines in uh, Wisconsin were T-Y-M-E. That's a brand name, though. It is, yes. So, I don't know. I thought it was really weird. I, I don't. I didn't know time was spelled any other way. But uh, it could be an old-timey thing. You know, I don't know. Um, and then we see one guy just running in tight, a tight circle going fire, 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 fire. <laughs> Boy, people are really panicking. It's a fire just, drill. Just, just, leave the, just leave. I know. And so Burns and Smithers are waiting outside. And Burns asks if the evacuation is supposed to take this long. And he asks Smithers, hey, what's the average time for an evacuation at a nuclear power plant? Uh, 45 seconds and we're at, uh, well, this stopwatch only goes up to 15 minutes. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, 45 seconds seems a little quick, quick. It should probably take, I mean, even like, okay. A nuclear power plant probably has, I don't know, 30 to 50 workers. Like, I don't, honestly, I don't know how many workers you need for a power plant. Let's say it's 30 Depending on where they are in the building, like, because it looks like the power plant is a three-story building, it's going to take you a couple minutes to get from the third floor to the first floor. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree with the whole 45 seconds thing, but yeah, 15 minutes? That's way that's, too long. That's a little long. Uh, but, more than 15 minutes because the stopwatch doesn't Yeah, oh yeah, it's 15. probably more than that because <laughs> they've, they've just been waiting outside for four hours. Where yeah. the devil are they? Yeah. And Burns asks... Who do I have working for me? And then we finally see, finally see Homer come outside. Yeah. But after he gets out the door, he blocks the exit with a bench. Why would you do that? Where's Carl? I thought I thought Carl was hanging out with Homer this time. No, all this because time. Homer ran to his station to grab a picture. Of oh, himself. right. I guess Carl maybe did the same thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. But clear, I thought Homer knew it was a fire drill. Why is he blocking the exit? <laughs> I don't know. I got to keep the fire contained. Got to keep it in there. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then Homer Homer goes up to Mr. Burns. Hey, Mr. Burns, I think I won. It's like, you've won. You've won more than you bargained for. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Man. So... Finally, everybody is outside. Well, mostly everybody. 
Uh, Burns addresses the employees after the poorly executed fire drill. And you can see on the plant, windows are broken. There's a giant hole in the wall where the door is, like next to the door. There's still a guy climbing out of a second story window. <laughs> yep. Man, he hires some incompetent boobs. Oh, um, yeah. And Burns goes, what a disgraceful display. I've seen more orderly behavior in a Ritz Brothers film. You all need a serious <laughs> lesson in teamwork. So that's that's a small reference to the Ritz Brothers, who were a musical comedy film troupe from the 1930s, which makes sense for Burns, because he's 104 yep. years old. Uh, Carl points to Lenny. He goes, maybe he does, but I don't. And Lenny's like, hey, you take that back. Carl's like, no, you take that back. And they start fighting. Now, I thought Carl and Lenny were, like, best friends. Best friends can fight. No, they, I mean, throughout this episode, <laughs> they seem more like enemies than they do. Than they do yeah. best friends. Because you don't have a Carl without a Lenny. Yeah, that's fair. I Yeah, it's, it's, it's. I thought they've always been best buds. Like, throughout, maybe they just had a, like, I don't know if they necessarily had a falling out. Maybe an argument. I don't I'm know, maybe, sure. maybe, maybe the fire drill, like, annoyed them both, and so they're just annoyed, and they just decide to be annoyed at each other. Maybe. Um, Homer tells Lenny and Carl to hit each other. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, hit him, Lenny! And you too, uh, Carl! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Homer goes home, and he's telling everybody about the failed fire drill, and he goes, So, Burns is gonna make us all go on a stupid corporate retreat up in the mountains to learn about teamwork, which means we'll have to cancel our plans to hang around here. <laughs> uh, that's um, great. And, and as we'll learn shortly, Homer is a moron. Yep. Um, and Bart goes, teamwork is overrated. Homer's like, huh? Think about it. I mean, what team was Babe Ruth on. <laughs> Who knows? And Marge and Lisa both go, Yankees. Yankees. <laughs> oh, God. And Bart goes, sharing is a bunch of bull, too. And helping others? And what's all this crap I've been hearing about tolerance? And Homer goes, hmm, your ideas are intriguing to me. And I would, I and I wish to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> uh... <sighs> Bart's I mean, kind of a little dick. I mean, though the nineties, the nineties were. I mean, it was. I mean, I mean, obviously, sixties, seventies. There was no filter on on kids. I mean, bullying no. and all that stuff was just rampant. And then uh, it's still, the, it's still, it's bullying's never going away. No, but I mean, every, schools are definitely trying to do everything in their power to make it go away. I mean, well, I think they're trying to make the racist shit goes go away. That's just not going to happen because of where the kids, like the homes, kids grow up in. Yeah, but no, no, like, no. I mean, but the whole tolerance thing. I mean, I that that I think started late nineties, yeah. early early two thousands. Like really, the the focus on on like making sure kids knew and stuff yeah. like that. But Bart's like. <laughs> tolerance <laughs> uh homer says they have to go on the retreat and so the family drives off because yep. homer thinks the family has to come with them uh and they go to mount useful strategic granite reserve <laughs> mount useful <laughs> what mountains are ever useful uh the mountains that have stuff in them yep 
like granite, apparently. Because we don't have... We we have a... Well, I guess we do have a finite amount of granite on Earth. Yeah. Um, but it's we don't use a lot of it. Um, Homer, so Homer drives up the mountain and he starts kind of sliding around because he's in the snow. Yep. He drives, he gets to the parking lot and he drives in into the lot, but then he starts sliding around into cars, <laughs> bouncing off of them and damaging them all before like parking in the middle. His car is totaled. I yeah. mean, I've definitely been there. I've never actually like, oh, you've backed into cars sliding around on the, on the ice. No, and but I've been in Homer's position where I thought I was going to fucking oh. ream a car. Like, I mean, icy, par- icy parking lots and icy streets. And, oh, yeah. I mean, first snowfall of the last winter, man, I slid straight across an intersection. Like, I was starting to break yeah. probably 50 feet before a stop sign. That's too late. Or maybe it was 50 yards. I don't know. It was like a block up. Whatever a block is. Oh, that's but more I, than 100 feet. Sure. So, but I started braking. Like, I was going maybe 25-ish miles an hour, and I knew the stop sign was coming up. I knew it was snowy out. I knew it was icy. The first snowfall of the year. I'm sitting here on my brakes, brakes doing nothing. By the time I got to the intersection, I'm, like, almost slowing down, but I slid smooth across the intersection. I'm glad there were no cars coming the other direction. Yeah. But, I, uh... Yeah, I, in high school, I used to have to drive kind of out a ways for my violin lessons, and the the roads were icy, and, like, I was coming up on a stop sign, or not a stop sign, a stop light, and I was hitting my brakes, and, like, my car wasn't stopping, and, like, eventually, like, you know what, I'm just gonna turn into this left-hand, like, turn lane, and I stop, I'm like, fuck this, I'm going home. Yeah. No, 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 no. I've uh, definitely had my share of uh, scary situations on ice so, or on snow. So I feel Homer's Homer's yeah. pain. So uh, Burns gives a speech to the group and says it won't be a walk in the park. And it will be the most <laughs> back-breaking weekend of your life. See? Survivalist, man. Eh, no, because back-breaking could mean, like, walking for some yeah, people. But they gotta survive in the snow. <laughs> And Burns notices that Homer brought the family, and Burns <laughs> is like, Simpson, did you bring your family? Homer's like, I thought I was supposed to. Burns calls Homer an imbecile. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to bring the rest of the family. He's just supposed to come by himself. It was a company retreat, not a company <laughs> picnic. Yes. And Burns tells Homer that the rest of his family has to remain at the resort. And Marge is like, but it's not a resort. It's like, yeah. a, a, uh, what is it that called? Um, a mountain. Well, no, no, no. I mean, a mountain can have a resort, but this is like just a. I don't know. What do you call that? Like an environmental station or it's a national park? National park. Yeah. So there's so like, like no resort there. It's not yeah. a, not a resort. It's not cabins. <laughs> there's no skiing and snowboarding. Yeah. It's uh it's just a mountain. Well he but... says resort. Uh so Marge says, Don't worry, kids, this is a national park. We can have lots of fun. And the park ranger <laughs> comes by and he's like, I'm afraid that's no longer true, ma'am. Budget cutbacks have forced us to eliminate anything the least bit entertaining. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, with <laughs> national parks, it's really just walking around and looking at nature. 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. I went, I've been to Yosemite National Park, uh, snowmobiling, so that was pretty fun. Oh. Uh, we went so to... So you wouldn't be able to do that, because they had cutbacks. Yeah, yeah, probably no snowmobiles are, are available there. Well, we had to rent them. Like, we had to oh. rent them from a place within, um, where were we, Big Sky? Big Sky, Montana. No, yeah, Big Sky, Montana is where we were. Or is it Wyoming? That's Wyoming. Wyoming. Sorry. We were in Wyoming, but we had to rent snowmobiles, and then we drove them to Yosemite National Park to drive around. Oh. Uh, I can't say I've really been to a national park. I mean, maybe I have. I don't know where. <laughs> um, so Smithers explains that everyone will be paired up, and they have to work together to get to a cabin somewhere on the mountain. And then he goes on to tell the group that the route will be treasures and to use their maps. I have been issued like, a map. Oh, I've lost my map. And so like, lost. <laughs> you haven't been issued your map yet. <laughs> and so Smithers tells them when they arrive at the cabin, there will be congratulatory sandwiches and moderately priced champagne. Ooh, that sounds fancy. Yep. And Burns says, now, as an added incentive, the second to last team to arrive at the cabin will receive an hilarious world's worst employee trophy. <laughs> and I goes, Hey, this sounds like fun. <laughs> okay. If you want that trophy and Burns is like, and the last team to arrive will be fired. And Homer's <laughs> like, eh, eh, uh Oh <laughs> yeah. And Burns says, and then Burns continues, he goes, and to show that I'm not playing favorites, both Smithers and I will be participating. Who knows? I might be the unlucky one who gets fired. And then he kind of mutters to himself, not bloody likely. Yep. Well, yeah, of course he's going to cheat. But at least he's putting his names in the hat. Yep. So uh, so Smithers uh, tells everybody in the crowd that he uh, placed all their names in a hat. He pulls out a hat. And Homer's like, ooh. And Smithers is like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> what a nice hat. Yeah. And so, you know, Wayland uh, starts pulling out names uh, to pair up people. Yep. Um, so uh, the first two names are drawn, and we got Lenny and Carl. And Carl's like, ah, oh, nuts. And then Carl looks at Lenny. It's like, I meant, ah, oh, nuts. <laughs> it's so great. I mean, that's so fantastic. I mean, it's kind of sad to see them like this because we know how they are in the future. Yeah. But, but it's funny. Um, uh, where was that? I was just, I was literally just reading that. Oh, here we go. So, uh, Weinstein, who's, uh, works on The Simpsons, feels that this was one of the first episodes to notably develop Lenny and Carl as a duo. So that's uh, what they were trying to do. I, yeah. I mean, in the past, yeah, they've been buddies and they talk to each other at the Moe's and the power plant and stuff like that. But this is the first episode where we actually see them like together. And I feel like from here on out, they're always together. Like they're never, never separate. Yeah. Um, and then Smithers continues to read off names and we get to Homer and Burns. And Homer's like, oh man, the boss. And uh, Homer's brain uh, tells him, be quiet. He's on the one team that can't possibly be fired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. that's true, man. Yeah. Quiet. Don't don't say anything. Don't be like, oh, this was a mistake or anything. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but then Smithers like, sir, this can't be right. You assured me this drawing was rigged, so we'd be teammates. But could it really be rigged if you're shuffling names in a hat? And put- Not necessarily, because <laughs> they could have put uh, Smithers and Burns in there first and kind of like taped them to the bottom of the hat so they didn't get mixed uh, up. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, taping it to the bottom of the hat makes sense. No. And Burns like, yes, well, frankly, you've been a bit of a pill lately. <laughs> and Smithers is like, why do we always fight on vacation? This isn't a vacation, though. It's a company retreat, Smithers. Although, Smithers might have taken it as, ooh, time to spend with Mr. Burns in the mountains. Yeah. We could be the first to the cabin and snuggle. Okay, this is getting (laughs) off the track. Okay. Yes, yes it is. Um, But Smithers says, well, there's only one name left, and whoever name that is will be paired with me. Whalen Smithers. Oh, this is just perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So... Did they not realize there was an odd number of people there? Nope. Clearly, they did not know that there was an odd number of uh, employees at the power plant. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, well, that's not, I mean, it's, I mean, there is possibility that there is an, a, an odd number of employees at the power plant, but maybe some of the people at the plant got out of going to the retreat because somebody has to run the power plant. Oh, really? Well, they can't all be there. I I guess so. I guess, yeah, I guess someone has to run the plant somehow. But, like, once you count the names to make sure, like, there was an even number of people? <laughs> nope, they're not that smart. Look, they Clearly. can't even do a fire drill properly. That is fair. No one in well, this plant is very smart. You Well, you think Smithers would count? Smithers is smart? I guess. Yeah, he's probably the smartest one of the bunch. But uh, Burns Burns uh, tells the teams to get ready for the fight of their lifetime as they fight nature. And he shoots off a gun to, you know, signify go. And yeah. that pushes Burns out in the snow. <laughs> All that. that backfire. Yeah. And uh, Homer asks Burns if he is ready. And Burns like, hold on a sec. And <laughs> shoots the gun in the snow to get himself out. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yeah. Because Burns weighs literally nothing. Yes. Um. So, uh, one one fun. Uh, okay, I'll get to it. Actually, I'll do it in a minute. All right. So we get to Mount Useful's Visitor Center, because all national parks do have a visitor center. That's where you can pick yeah. up your maps and see where things are and learn things about the park and all that fun stuff. And uh, the rest of the Simpsons are looking around that visitor center, and Bart <laughs> goes up to what's presumably Smokey the Bear. I don't know if they can yeah. legally use Smokey the Bear. I feel like uh, Smokey the Bear might be public domain. Sure. Yeah, I guess it's owned by it. the government. I'm yeah. pretty sure Smokey the Bear is government property. Okay. But in England, it's Smacky the Frog, so. Yes. I um, never looked at a frog and thought, oh, God, where's the fire? <laughs> uh, so Bart, Bart hits the button on the statue, and the bear asks, only who can prevent forest fires? And Bart, being smart, because he knows who can prevent yeah. forest fires, presses you and the bear's like you hit you referring to me the correct answer is you (laughs) (laughs) i mean theoretically but here's the thing so if bart had hit the me button the bear would have probably been like you chose me that is wrong. Only yeah. you can prevent. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love one of the one of those words. Not uh, uh, 
not uh, nouns, pronouns. Yeah. Pronouns are weird. No, they're not. No, they're not. No. They mean two separate things when asking a question to a bear, though. (laughs) Apparently. Well, bears don't (laughs) speak English. Oh, okay. Fair enough. That makes sense. So Bart asks Marge if him and Lisa could play outside away from the bear. (laughs) Bart does not like the bear. No. And Marge says yes, but once they get apple-cheeked, it's time to come in. Yeah. Okay, so there's a problem with using the phrase apple-cheeked. I understand that, like, you know, she says, oh, and like she's saying when your faces get red. Yep. Um, The problem is there are green apples. (laughs) Well, if your face is turning green, you better go to the hospital. Crap, probably. (laughs) Uh, So Bart and Lisa go outside and, you know, Marge realizes uh, she's holding Maggie upside down. (laughs) She's in her little star uh, uh, snowsuit. Yeah. And she kind of turns them around, turns her around. Yeah, that's great. That's pretty funny. I like that. And so Smithers walks up the mountain and asks himself how Burns could have left, uh, could leave him alone. And Smithers uh, yells out that if Burns were right here, he'd kick him in his bony old behind. Bony old behind. Bony old behind. And Burns like, oh, thank you, uh, Homer. I have been watching my figure. (laughs) I love how he thinks the echo on the mountain was Homer. That's that's well, I mean, he's old. His hearing sucks, so it probably sounded like it came from right next to him. Yep. Um, So then we cut back to Bart, and uh, he's holding a tree branch back. Um, and it's not, not snowballs. It's like a bunch of like, it's just snow, snow on the, on oh, the like, like two snows. separate snow piles. Yeah. It's just weighted down on the, <laughs> on the branch or whatever. And he tells Lisa that he found two snowflakes that look exactly alike, which I don't know if it's ever been proven, but I've been told that no two snowflakes look exactly the same. I think we've all been told that we, I don't I know think- if it's a lie or not. I'm pretty sure that's bullshit. I don't know. Have you inspected every single snowflake? That's that, that's a <laughs> lot of snowflakes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Lisa says, oh, I want to see. And then Bart lets go of the branch and shoots all that snow that was on there. But Mrs. Lisa and hits Smithers instead. And, you know, Bart apologized. Like, sorry, Mr. Smithers. I love how he calls him Mr. <laughs> Smithers. I love how he knows his name. At least like, hi. And says, oh, great. It's the Bobsy Twins. <laughs> Take your prying eyes and go elsewhere. <laughs> now, who are the Bobsy Twins? I don't know. They are uh, the principal characters of what was, for 75 years, the Stratton Meyer Syndicate's longest running series of Americans' children's novels. Oh. Hey, you remember uh, when you said there were no cultural references in this episode? Yeah, I didn't realize it. So the books related <laughs> the adventures of the children of the upper middle class Bobsy family, oh. and which include two sets of fraternal twins, Bert and Nan, <laughs> who are 12 years old, and Flossie and Freddie, who are six. Oh. And the okay. books were called the Bobsy Twins. Gotcha. Fun facts for everyone. All right. So, uh, Smithers apologizes to them, you know, saying eh, it hasn't been a good day. Because it, it, it really hasn't. hasn't. And uh, Smithers like, if I don't get to the top of the mountain real soon, I could get fired. Do you think real Mr. Birds would really fire him? No. No. And Lisa's like, we'll help you. But it's like, I have a watch with a minute hand. It's like, <laughs> uh, all right, you can come. What time is it? 12.80. No. Wait, wait. What comes after 12? One. 
No, after 12. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. Is this saying kids in public schools do not learn how to tell time? Well, it's I feel, in the 90, I feel in the 90s, though, telling time on a watch, we did. I don't, oh, we, yeah. I mean, digital existed, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But well, we all of our def- clocks in school were definitely uh, not digital. No, they were analog. I mean, they were analog yeah. all the way through high school. I mean, yeah. even in college, we had analog, analog clocks on yeah. the Wall Lake. Um, although I feel like today, though, with cell phones, tablets, computers, uh, smart watches, you better like, teach your kid how to read an analog clock. No, I know. Like that's. <laughs> I don't know if the schools are going to do it for me. I might actually yeah. have to. Might have to actually teach him that. Although and then he's gonna be, be then he's gonna be like, Dad, I don't need to learn this. I I have a digital clock. He'd be like, No, you better to learn this because you're gonna need it eventually. Yep. Eventually, at some point, you're gonna look at a clock and realize that the uh, nine on the clock means forty five. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Nine means forty five. <laughs> so and six means thirty. <laughs> uh. Whoever developed Telling Time definitely uh, wanted to fuck over a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, they did. So, Bart asks um, Smithers uh, if there is a shortcut. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know how to read. Let me start over. Burns asks Homer that if a shortcut were to pop up, uh, would he be? He wouldn't be adverse to taking it, would he? And Homer's like, yeah, I'd take it if it was there. Why not? Yep. And Burns is like, I agree. There is a lot of hysteria around so-called cheating. Homer's like, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Bruce's like, if you can take advantage of a situation in some way, it's your duty as an American to do it. Why should the race always be to the swift or the jumble to the quick-witted? Should they be allowed to win merely because of the gifts God gave them? Well, I say cheating is the gift man gives himself. <laughs> Mr. Burns, I insist that we cheat. Burns <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> oh my god, it's crazy. I mean, I I don't think I've ever like cheated, cheated, but I've taken stuff that was given to me. Like if it enhanced my ability to do something faster. And that's more just efficiency. Like I, I feel I'm very good at being efficient. So I like, feel like you're trying to tell us that you cheated. No, 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 no. Us that. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, I took some stuff to help me do it faster. I shouldn't have, but I did. No, I'm telling Okay. So you know how like, okay. The f- best example I could give, and I don't, I can't, I can't, you can't say this is cheating. It's definitely being efficient. But, okay. So you remember when those teachers at school are like, okay, you can have a piece of paper, one side. And you can put whatever you want on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can put whatever yeah. you want on it and use it on a test. That's not cheating. It, it's it, not no, even it's close not. to cheating. No, it's not. But the teacher was assuming you were going to use like the spaces to write things or do formulas or whatever yeah. it was. But I wanted to make sure I had every answer and everything given to me as quickly as possible. So I wrote as tiny as I could on the paper to make sure oh. I got everything i wanted that's not against the rules it's not against the rules but it was using my knowledge of okay i can use this piece of paper but i am so now you're now you're humble bragging i am making also you're not making a point you didn't cheat The, the the teacher gave you a parameter and you stayed within it i did i used the gifts god made me and be able to write tiny now here's the thing 
Now, here's the thing. I did cheat in college. Um, there was a class. It was uh, for my one of my comm classes. It was like one of those big, like, like uh, what is it? The big uh, classroom with a bunch of people. Like, it wasn't like like there was 15. There was like 50 of us. And I, I don't think, uh, I don't know. When you went to college, did you guys have like tests you can take in like your dorm room online? No, it was all in class. Okay. So at my college, I went there, um, we could take, it was called uh, D2L was the name of the program, like online program they use. And so our teachers, like all of your exams are online that you take at home, you'll just take at home. And so I had another, one of my roommates was in the same class with me because we were in the same major. And so what we would do is we'd have our other two roommates have our textbooks open we would read the question and they would give us the answer but to make it look like we weren't cheating we would purposefully get like one or two questions wrong so we could still get an a but not make it look like we cheated but how is that cheating if no one because because our teacher was like i expect you to be honest and not cheat Come on! What college and, student that is allowed to take a test in their dorm room is not going to use their textbook? Um, Come on! And the, and the funny thing is, because of our class, he stopped doing that. Because I'm pretty well, sure everybody was cheating. Well, no shit! I, that's not cheating! <laughs> it that is, you, though. No! Yes, it's no. If you're cheating. allowed to take, If you're allowed to take a test <laughs> in your own home... Surrounded by your own textbooks. No, that's that. No, not at all. We we broke the honor system. That's cheating. Honor system. Don't take that. Give your test in class like a normal teacher. I don't disagree with you. I mean, Um, come on. Burns agrees with, with Homer saying he insists that they cheat. And he removes a bush that was hiding a snowmobile. Or as Burns calls it, a horseless sleigh. And Homer's like, wow, you sure know how to cheat, Mr. Burns. He's like, yes, well, I'm older than you. You know, Simpson, you're not as objectionable as you seemed when we first met. I was like, no, sir, I am not. (laughs) I'm honestly, so we've discussed this in many previous episodes. Burns doesn't remember Homer. I know. So he he remembers him here. Well, he read his name in the hat, so he knew his name. I don't think he necessarily knew who he was. Maybe. That's kind of weird. So, Homer and Burns get on the snowmobile, and it sinks into the snow because Homer weighs a ton, apparently. But Mr. Burns is still able to drive it through the snow. If it's all powdery, I mean... That's true. It does sink. Like, when you hop on a snowmobile, it does sink into the snow. Okay, but all the way like it did... (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, if it has enough horsepower, it'll definitely be able yeah. to move. And so now we come back to Marge, uh, who goes looking for Bart and Lisa. And she opens up a door and flips a switch that starts a movie about the national <laughs> parks. And then the narrator is like, our story begins in 1872. We should let John Muir tell the tale. And then you, like, you hear a voice speak, but you can't understand it. Yep, so... um. The he was a real naturalist. John Muir was a real naturalist, and yeah. the impression of Muir was done by Dan Castellaneta, who originally based the voice on a uh, impersonator he met at Yosemite National Park. 
Oh, okay. So apparently the uh, <laughs> the guy that he met at the national park was a pretty <laughs> bad speaker as well. But the Maybe. producers asked him to make the voice older and crazier. <laughs> uh, which I say uh, he succeeded. Yes. So Marge just slowly <laughs> backs out of the room and just slowly shuts the door. It's like, I don't want to listen to this garbage. <laughs> no. So Marge finds the park ranger and tells him that she lost Bart and Lisa. And he's like, well, did you check the woods? And she's like, no. No. But should she have known that the kids, the kids asked if she could, they could go outside. Yeah, they weren't in the visitor center. She knew yeah. that. And so the park ranger's like, all right, follow me. And they go to a chairlift. He's like, uh, we're going to take this chairlift so we uh, we can get, uh, we'll take the chairlift. It'll give us an eagle eye view of the area directly beneath the chairlift. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, park, park's like, huge, but we can get yeah. an eagle eye view from below the chairlift. <laughs> yeah and so the ranger tells marge he's like well i think the chances of finding your kids are slim to nil and then we hear bart and lisa hi mom <laughs> they go right over them. <laughs> yeah that's great and mr smithers uh, they're all together right yeah. there yep and so marge's like let me off i want to get off here and the park ranger's like eh, i can't do that we have to wait until we get to the top and even then, it's kind of tricky. Who's running this chairlift? Because usually there's a person at the bottom and at the top. I know there's cutbacks, but <laughs> usually there's at least two people running this chairlift. Well, clearly nobody's running it. The park ranger just turned it on. <laughs> um, and he just lets it run all day. All right. And so uh, Marge tells the kids they'll meet him at the top. And the ranger's like... More concerned about us making it to the top, and the, <laughs> the chairlift starts to come apart. And uh, the ranger's like, to Marge, like, do you know how to weld? Even if I did, I didn't bring my welding materials with me. It's <laughs> right. not a retreat, <laughs> vacation, whatever Homer called it. Yeah. Oh, man. That's great. Uh, so Homer and Burns, you know, arrive at the cabin. And uh, Burns is like, we have several hours before the others arrive. What say we get comfy? And uh, they walk in, and they walk to the they walk to the the cabin. And Burns is like, this propane tank will supply us with heat, and this doorknob, properly turned, will allow us <laughs> access to the cabin. And Homer's like, no going through the window for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, um, so now. We cut back to Bart and Smithers and Lisa, and Bart keeps stopping to ask Smithers if there is maple syrup in the trees, which they look like pine trees, so no. No. And so Smithers tells Bart he can't be the uh, last one to the cabin, so he doesn't lose his job. Yep. All right. So uh, Bart realizes he won't get fired and asks, <laughs> is there any gold in this mountain? I don't care. I'll check. <laughs> <laughs> he takes out like he has like a little switchblade like knife. Yeah, pocket knife. Well, he was or going to a knife. forest. He needs a pocket yeah. knife. Yeah. Uh, he hey he was a wilderness was not wilderness survivor. Was that what the was it Boy Scouts? No, it, was it wasn't Boy Scouts. Boy, it, it was Boy Scouts, but it wasn't called Boy Scouts. It wasn't wilderness survivors, right? That's South no. Park. Is that South Park? Um. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember uh, what they called uh, the Simpsons Boy Scout type group. Um, 
But uh, Lisa tells Smithers that she found another hurt shrew. And Smithers just gets annoyed. He's like, is any animal in this forest not uh, dying? Junior campers. Junior campers. See, Bart was in the junior campers. He knows how to yeah. how to do things. Um, And so, uh, you know, Homer and Burns are relaxing in the cabin now. And Burns says, everyone else won't mind if we start the party early. And he is pouring some champagne for Homer. Because... Yep. He's like, yeah. He's like, you know, Mr. Burns, you're the richest guy I know. Way richer than Lenny. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Yes. Burns like, ah, yes. But I trade it all in for a little more. <laughs> <laughs> He'd trade in all of his money for more money? Yes. Okay. I guess that makes sense. And so Homer points out that the chairs are sitting in are really comfortable. Because, yeah, they are. Yeah. And uh, Bur- Burns like, oh, yes, sitting. The greatest, great leveler. From the mightiest pharaoh to the lowliest peasant. Who doesn't love a good sit? I love a good sit. No, sit no, no. It very... says who doesn't enjoy a good sit. Oh, sorry. Enjoy a good sit. Sorry. I, I enjoy a good sit. Yeah, so do I. The only trouble is, is getting up. Yep. <sighs> Yes, it is. Yep. And Homer asks Burns, have you ever sat like this? And he slides down into his chair even more comfy. Like, yes. Burns like, oh, yes, yes, that's very comfortable. And Burns like, yeah, the only hardest part is getting up. And Homer's like, why get up? He tells Burns, I've been tinkering with this move that will allow me to stay seated. And Homer points to a bowl of dip over there, over on the other end of the table. And he's like, um, he's like, let's say I wanted to get that dip. And Bird's like, why, you'd have to get up. <laughs> like, it's like an infomercial or something <laughs> yeah. for, for Homer doing this. Yeah. And um, and Homer's like, he's like, oh, watch this. He's like, ooh. And he bangs the, the table and keeps hitting it with his foot, causing the dip to actually, like, migrate to him. <laughs> and that's it, how that would work. I know. And then it hops into his hands and Burn tells Homer, I am in your debt. And Homer's like, use it wisely. And they clink their glasses together, causing an avalanche. Which, I don't, I know loud noises can cause avalanches, especially like high-pitched noises, but I don't don't know if this would necessarily cause an avalanche. Yeah, I I don't know much about avalanches to know whether or not this would happen. But it does cover the entirety of the cabin. Yeah, no, no, I've been up on a resort where they were blasting uh, um, avalanches, so they wouldn't happen. So yes. a helicopter flies up to the top of the mountain yeah, and drops... Yeah, they just drop, like, dynamite yep, or something? Dynamite, yep, they drop charges into the snow and explodes it, causing, basically causing avalanches, so that way people that are up on the mountain don't cause them themselves. Yes. So, I, I I mean, if they're worried about average people up on a mountain causing avalanches, maybe this has some merit, but I don't, like I said, I don't, I'm not, I don't know the scientific uh, studies behind avalanches. No, not a scientist. Nope, not but a I scientist. But I do play one on TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so Lenny and Carl, yeah, so Lenny and Carl are walking by, and Lenny asks Carl if he heard something, and Carl's like, no. And Lenny asks himself, did I hear something? <laughs> Carl's like, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, so then we come back and Burns hopes, well, what just happens wasn't an avalanche. 
And Homer's like, I'll go check. And so he opens the door. Snow comes in, closes the door, checks the window. More snow comes in, closes the window. <laughs> and Bert's like, is there no way out? Uh, I don't see one. I'll check the door again. It opens the door and more snow comes into the cabin. And now there's no way to shut the door. Yeah. And, he, and Homer tells Burns, there's no way out. And uh, I think we cut to commercial too. Like it goes black. Yeah. And we come back and Burns says there must be some way to contact the outside world. And he notices a telegraph in the cabin. Okay. Well, that's good. Good help if, if it works. Yeah. So Burns says an SOS uh, telegraph. It's like SOS avalanche send help and we see the cord come out of the avalanche snow go down the mountain into the town into a museum where there's uh samuel morris yeah (laughs) um receiving the uh the telegraph that burns is sending out don't don't i don't think he's alive no i don't think anyone i don't think anyone's gonna I'm now, surprised. I'm surprised you wouldn't keep trying like every few minutes, just because somebody in that museum is going to see that eventually, right? Yeah, they're walking around looking at the displays, unless they think it's like mechanical. You know what I mean? Like you go yeah, to an exhibit that's actually like active, and you're like, "Oh, Samuel Morris is sending a telegraph." Ha <laughs> ha! That's pretty funny. I mean, but if you keep seeing it and like you know Morse code, you're like, "Oh, that's an SOS." Maybe. I guess guess I don't know. Yeah. Um, so after the avalanche, Carl uh Carl's uh standing on top of what uh appears to be uh area and Carl's yeah. like, according to the map, the cabin should be right here. And Lane's like, Hey, maybe there is no cabin. Maybe it's one of them uh metaphorical things. And Carl's like, Oh yeah, yeah. Like maybe the quote unquote cabin is a place inside each of us created by our goodwill and teamwork. And it's like, Oh, now they said there'd be sandwiches. <laughs> and we pan down below Lenny and Carl to find that they did indeed reach the cabin, but it's uh buried in under the mountain. Yes. Well, and, buried uh, under the snow, not under the mountain. Yes. And we see Homer and Burns trying to tunnel their way out. Oh, I don't, I don't think that, I mean, if the snow, I guess, is thick enough, maybe you could tunnel out. Yeah, I mean, avalanche, powdery. avalanche snow is pretty heavy, so yeah. it'd be, it'd be pretty compacted. And so as Homer and Burns are tunneling their way out, Burns tells Homer he has a confession. He's like, I lied about being a good tunneler. I, <laughs> he, he's 104, I wouldn't expect him to be. Yeah, and Homer tells Burns he can supervise, and, Ho- and Burns is like, dig, Homer, dig, dig. It's not really supervising. I think Bur- Homer knows to dig. Yes. And Burns says they make a good team, and he's like, Burns is like, I think we'll call us Burns and Associate. Burns <laughs> like, no, no, no. Burns and Teammate. See, he doesn't know Homer's name. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Uh, and so Homer is able to dig them out. And, you know, we see Burns pop up through the hole and then Homer and then they start cheering because they got out and their cheering causes another avalanche. Now, that would definitely cause an avalanche because that's a lot of noise. Yep. And so the the new avalanche pushes Homer and Burns back into the cabin through the hole they dug themselves out through. Yep. And so they're down there and Homer goes, doh, causing another avalanche. And 
Burns is like, what happened? Causing another avalanche. And Homer says, well, when we yelled, they we caused an avalanche, which causes another avalanche. How much snow is on this mountain? I mean, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I mean, I remember, like I said, I was at a at a resort when they were blasting for avalanches. And I have to say, in like one single spot, I God, I have to think they dropped five or six charges. At, at, like one after another or like uh spaced i mean i'm okay. guessing they had to wait until the that level of snow kind of went down yeah. the mountain it was probably every two to three minutes they dropped another charge oh um and burns says they should only talk when it is positively absolutely necessary <laughs> another avalanche and homer tells burns to shh and says burns is causing more avalanches which when saying that Homer sets off more avalanches. They set off like 10 avalanches. Yeah, that's getting kind of excessive, <laughs> but it's funny either way. Yeah. And Homer says, I think they've stopped. Nope. No, they haven't. And Homer and Burns come, uh, stop hiding beneath the table and Burns heads for the door, opens it, and more snow comes in. And Burns blames Homer for those last three avalanches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they were his fault. He was the one talking. So Homer says, so what? And Burns responds, so buttons. And then they walk away from each other to like separate corners of the cabin. And now we come back to Lenny and Carl who come across another cabin. They're like, oh, this is the cabin Burns was talking about. And Lenny says it was all thanks to teamwork. And Carl's like, yeah, my teamwork. (laughs) But But I don't think that cabin was on the map. No, um, no, it would have to be. It's a ranger station. That's so fair. My, my guess, it would be on the map. They well, probably just, but if they had a map of, well, I guess you have to know how to read a map. Yeah. But I feel like they drew up, like, I don't think these were like ranger maps. I think they had them drawn up for that cabin specifically. Maybe. So now we cut back to Burns and Homer. And Burns says they must be covered by a thousand feet of snow. That's a lot of snow. Yep. And it's possible. And Homer's like, it could be days before we're found. And uh, Burns is like, hmm, no books, no radio, no board games. Ah, a Bazooka Joe comic. Ugh, I heard that one 75 years ago. Has Bazooka Joe been around that long? Uh, Yeah. I think Bazooka's Joe's been around really early. Let me, uh, actually, hold on. I probably can tell you. Here we go. Uh, Bazooka Joe comics have been around since the 1950s. So that's not 75 years. That's about 40 years. Yeah, sometime between 1952 and 1954 was when they developed production of the cartoons and the comics and... Um, they became a mainstay in 1967. Like they were in from 1967 to 1990, they were very consistent in every, basically every piece of Bazooka, Bazooka Joe gum. Okay, but so even if we figure they they started in 1952, that's 45 years, not 75 years. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Homer suggests that they could build snowmen, and Bird's like, no. I have a better idea. What if we be well, what if we build real men out of snow? And Homer is like, "Okay." 
uh, birds are starting to get that madness. That mountain madness. Uh, and so now we cut to all the other employees at the ranger cabin. And they're huddled around a fireplace with fire. And Lenny throws a moose head that is hanging <laughs> over the fireplace into the fireplace to, you know, keep the fire going. I mean, the funny thing is, is they all look cold. Like, like everyone was <laughs> shivering around that fireplace. I'm like, yeah. it's a ranger cabin. There's a fireplace. I mean, I yeah. feel like this place would be heated up. Yeah. Um, and so Smithers walks in and Lisa points out, there's a moose head in the fire. And Smithers like, I don't care. He's like, you kids lost me my job. Yep. And, uh, Lenny tells Smithers that he isn't the last one to the cabin. And then Carl mentions that Burns and Homer aren't there yet. Uh Oh, they're at the wrong cabin. Um, and Smithers worries for Burns and Lisa Bart, you know, worry about their dad. Yeah, and you know Burns uh, is marveling at the snowman he built. He's like, ah, two hundred and six bones, fifty fifty miles of small intestine, full pouting lips. Why this fellow is less of a snowman than a god. <laughs> um, okay, Mister Burns, how did you put those bones together? And why uh, does I your think... why does your uh, person not have arms or yeah. legs? Where are those bones? I mean, if two hundred and six bones are in there. You have no bones for the legs, no bones for the arms. So uh, there aren't bones in the snowman. I don't know. I think Burns thinks there is. Well, yeah, he thinks there are, but there isn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. And Burns tells Homer that they'll have they've staved off cabin fever for a few hours. Yeah, and Burns tells Homer eh, we should dress the snowman. I agree. <laughs> And so uh, Burns and Homer look at their snowman that they've uh, dressed in their own clothes. <laughs> Which is and, dumb. <laughs> yes, because now they're cold. Yes. Although, isn't like the whole point of being in compacted snow, like igloos and stuff, like for warmth? Like, doesn't yeah. that have, what's, what is the word? Uh, insulation. Something? Insulation, yeah. Yeah, if they're, like, if they're covered in snow, they're basically underground at this point. Like, they're under the snow. It's probably not too cold in there. Yeah, although I mean, you still. But here's the thing: you still need like a heat source in an igloo. Yeah, but there's no oxygen, so you wouldn't even be able to start a fire. That is true. Yep, there's no oxygen in the air to to stoke the fire, so they wouldn't yes. even be able to start a fire. Correct. Uh, and Bird's like, "Look at them, smug and secure in their fine finery, mocking us." I was like, <laughs> "Oh, they're just snowmen, Mister Burns." Ah. Uh, Snowmen have peepers, peepers to watch, to watch our mo- moment of weakness. And then, baff, comes a knock on the head, and we're down. And Homer's like, what do we do? And Bird's like, oh, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> uh, destroy the snowmen? Smash them to bits? I don't know. Yeah. Um, then we cut back to the uh, other cabin, and a ranger comes to the cabin and asks, who is everybody? And, uh... You're all at a lookout station. And then, uh, where's Ranger McFadden? So he comes into the cabin and he asks, uh, where's Ranger McFadden? And then a drunk comes up to the ranger. And uh, clearly we're meant to believe that that's Ranger McFadden just drunk. He's like, oh, there's so many people. He's like, like, where's Ranger McFadden? Right here uh, behind the drunk. (laughs) And uh, Smithers points out that they're in the wrong place. And the ranger says the only other cabin 
uh, is, uh, oh, it's gone. <laughs> and then Ranger McFadden goes to the seismograph and points out all of the avalanches. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of them. Oh, yeah. And McFadden asks the ranger if he thinks the avalanche has buried the cabin. And the rangers <laughs> respond by saying, they didn't come out for the Mountain Music Festival, which is uh, March 14th through the 18th. <laughs> That's sure. <Okay. laughs> sure. Um, and Lisa tells Marge that Burns and Homer could be trapped in the cabin. And uh, Marge gasps. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. And so now, now completely with cabin fever. Burns and Homer's stare at each other. Yep. They, they they're both they're both in the madness. Yeah, they're both gone. And uh, Burns thinking to himself, "I'm trapped with a madman. Look at him staring into me, filling my mind with paranoid thoughts." <laughs> <laughs> and Homer thinking, "Hmm, look at his eyes. He's trying to hypnotize me, but not in a good Las Vegas way." <laughs> okay, whoa. And uh, Burns thinking to himself, I know what he's up to. He's thinking of killing me and riding my carcass down the mountain to safety. (laughs) He's truly gone mad if he's thinking that. Well, he can't kill me if I kill him first. And then he says out loud, I'll kill you, you bloated museum of treachery. (laughs) And Homer's like, you and what army? And then Homer envisions Burns' army. It's a regiment of snowmen in German spiked helmets and... Hair comb mustaches on either side of Burns, and he gasps. It's like, stay back. I've got powers. Political powers. And then Burns imagines Homer's army, a regiment comprised of Abe Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt, Mao Zedong, uh, Mahatma Gandhi, and Ramses. <laughs> and uh, Burns and Homer start fighting, and Burns swings a uh, fire poker at Homer. So there, at least there was a fireplace in that in that. Yes. Uh, well, we saw it earlier when they were sitting and eating. Oh, sure. And then Homer falls backwards and hits his head on a propane tank, and uh, Burns swings at Homer, and Homer rolls out of the way, causing Burns to hit the propane tank. And uh, now they're scared. It like starts rupturing, going outside, and propane tank explodes and uh, turns into a rocket that pushes the cabin out of the snow and down the mountain. Uh, that's not how propane tanks work. No, they're not compressed like that. No. Although, so, although no. if you break it with a spark, wouldn't it still explode? Uh, that's possible. But in this instance, I, I think Burns would have just punctured a hole. Okay. So the gas would be leaking out. So there wouldn't necessarily be a spark. He'd have no. to hit the, he'd have to hit the metal one more time with the metal fire poker to cause a spark. Yeah. And if he was at, well... That's if you were able to cause a big enough spark. But the problem is, if you hit it once, that gas is leaking in there. You're just going to blow suffocate. yourself up. Or you're no, you're going to suffocate. And B, yeah. if you are able to cause a spark before you suffocate, you're just going to blow <laughs> yourself up. Yep. And so the ranger gathers everyone to form a search party for Homer and Burns. And the ranger's like, okay, search party. Before we set out, let's take a moment to humor the children. And he turns to Martin Lisa, kids! Your brother's going to be just fine. And he turns back to the group. Okay, everybody, put on your corpse handling gloves. <laughs> We've got two frozen bodies buried somewhere on, in this mountain. And Bart's like, did you hear that, Lise? Dad's going to be just fine. So I don't think they would be frozen yet. Because, like, you can survive. Oh, yeah. 
for you can survive for a little while buried like that um there was now here's the thing there was a i don't know if uh there was a group of men that was trying to go over i believe the andes mountains in uh chile and their plane crashed and like only three of them like sur- like three to five of them survived on the mountain like they ate you know they ate the corpses and like but like they were up there for like I don't know, a month? Yeah. And that was out in the elements? Yeah, so, so I feel I, like they could survive. Plus they a had little the bit. food. They probably had, still had food down there. Yeah. I don't think they ate it all. Uh, maybe Homer did. <laughs> he ate all the sandwiches for meant for like 50 people. I don't think so. Uh, so Lisa sees the rocket cabin and asks, what's that? Yeah, and uh, then we see Homer and Burns, like, both standing at a window, and yeah. they're screaming, and Burns is like, we'll be smashed to pieces, and Homer starts to pray. Oh, Lord, protect this rocket house, and all who dwell within the rocket house. Yeah, so as the rocket house uh, is barreling down the mountain, we see it knocks an innocent squirrel out of its way. <laughs> <laughs> Poor squirrel. Aww. Uh, and so, uh, Smithers sees them through binoculars. He's like, oh, it's them. And Marge tries, she's like, we're over here. I'm like, Marge, it's a rocket house. Yeah, they're It'll not getting it steam- to come. <laughs> yeah, they're not steering this thing. And Lenny says, uh, he's like, there's something wrong with the brakes. <laughs> and Marge is able to pull Bart away. And I paused it here. I don't remember why. But I paused it. Oh, probably to like write. And this frame makes it look like Bart is smiling. So well, like he's he, happy like, to see a rocket house, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And so um as the house comes towards them, the propane tank runs out and the cabin stops before hitting the lookout cabin. Here's the thing. Here's the my other problem. They're off the lookout cabin, which is on the other side of the mountain. Yeah, wouldn't it be straight across? Oh, no, no, maybe they went back down to the... No, I bet they're not at the lookout cabin. I bet they went down to the visitor center. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And so Burns and Homer walk out of the cabin, and Homer's like, hi, hi, Marge. And the kids and and Marge rush over to give him a hug because, you know, they thought he died. And so Burns is like, ahem, did everyone forget about our little competition? And so everybody rushes into the cabin. And so Lenny is the last one to the cabin. And Burns fires him. Lenny's like, oh, nuts. And the first time Mr. Burns fired Lenny is in the episode uh, Burns' heir. Yep. Because he said you could keep your job if you could say why you can't be fired without (laughs) using the letter E. Yeah. Oh, God. So, uh, Burns asked Smithers how they did, and Smithers like, it's a new record. All right. All right, ready? Yep. Um, and so, uh, so Burns asked Smithers how they did, and Smithers says, it's a new record, and shows Burns the stopwatch. <laughs> I don't think it took him less than 15 minutes. Yeah, it did. It took him, uh, 30 seconds, 10 seconds, five seconds. Yeah, I suppose, you know, they were able to run into the, like, that's when he started the stopwatch when the cabin yeah. showed up. Yep. Um, so Burns says, that's great. And asks the group if they learned about teamwork. 
And the group's like, yes. And so Burns is pleased. He's like, you know what? No one will be fired at all. However, Lenny has taken a champagne bottle and is outside drunk. And he's like, Burns can't fire me. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. And then he falls down the hole where the cabin came out of. Poor Lenny. Except he, he, did, he didn't say E, though. Yeah, I know. But he, but we do hear him laying at the bottom of the hole. He goes, oh, nuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, That's so, great. So now Burns goes up to Homer and he's like, well, Simpson, I must say, once you've been through something like that with a person, you never want to see that person again. Homer's <laughs> like, you said it, you weirdo. And Burns and Homer laugh. And then they stop and they're like, they just stare at each other menacingly. And yep. they start laughing again. And then they slowly stop laughing. And they end the episode by staring at each other. But when they see each other at the power plant. Exactly. They're not done seeing each other. So I, before before we get to our final thoughts, I do wanna I do wanna uh give some fun facts about this episode. Okay. Uh, so this episode was going to actually have Principal Skinner, Bart, and Lisa as the main characters trapped in the cabin. Oh. Edna Kerbobble was going to be the one who competes alone due to an odd number of participants. So it, was, it looks like it was going to be like a school-based teamwork thing. Yeah. And Homer as one of uh, as the one helping Edna to get to the cabinet. Uh, However, Mr. Ba- Burns takes over for Skinner's role. However, Homer take or Homer takes over for Bart and Lisa's role. Smithers takes over as Edna's role. Yeah. Bart and Lisa take over as Homer's role, and Marge has the same role. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this idea would later turn into season twelve episode Skinner's Sense of Snow. So oh. we will look forward to seeing this season twelve episode. And how it almost turned into this episode. Yeah. Um, okay. Another another fun fact is this episode originally was going to begin in the media um, on a giant snow-covered mountain where the uh, workers find Mr. Burns and Homer uh, and heard them calling for help. So they're like buried and trapped under the snow. And yeah. Smithers tells the viewer, you know, us, it's like, oh, hi, I know what you're thinking. You're wondering how Simpson and Burns got into this mess. I can tell you, but I'll have to be quick before those two are frozen to death <laughs> and quickly goes back to the beginning of the story. So it was one of those like flashback type episodes. And the whole episode is uh, used as a flashback narrated by Smithers until he says, and that's how Simpson and Mr. Burns got stuck in the snow. <laughs> I sure hope they're okay. And after that, Burns <laughs> gives up and accidentally ignites the cabin's propane tank. Um, but those scenes and narr- Smithers narration are deleted from the final cut. Uh, so fun facts about, uh, how this episode was uh, originally supposed to be laid out. Yeah. But the episode we did get, I, I enjoy this episode. Um, it's really good. However, it's not, it's not a five for me. Um, I, I like the, like the Homer and Burns dynamic of getting trapped in the cabin. Um, the the Bart and Lisa and Marge side stuff was meh. I mean, it was just kind of there for background. Um, I could have. I mean, it really didn't add anything to the plot at all. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's just kind of there. Uh, I love the fact that like Lenny and Carl were like 
kind of not friends in this episode because I, mean, I know later on they will be. So yeah, it's just it so like, weird not to see them in that in that yeah. uh, role. But uh, yeah, for mm, sprinkles, it's it's a great episode, but not that great. Yeah, I'm with you for mm, sprinkles. I mean, I I do like the episode. I love the Smokey the Bear bit with Bart. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I think it's really funny that Bart and Lisa wound up with Smithers. I think it's I I think it's weird, but I think their interactions were okay. Yeah. Uh, the fire drill stuff was definitely hilarious. I love Mr. Birds coming into work being like, eh, we got to get some excitement going around here. Yeah. And the fact that it took 15 minutes uh, or more than 15 minutes to safely get everyone out of the uh, power plant. And who knows if it was everyone. I mean, that guy that whacked the dude with the uh, fire extinguishers could be, you know, knocked unconscious yeah. It burning fire, a lot because they, you know, they don't know if it's a real fire or not. Fire, fire, um, fire, 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 fire. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, yeah, it's a decent episode. I like watching it. I have uh, really nothing negative to horribly say about it. But yeah. I think I think having another Burns uh, Burns Homer kind of interaction again um, yeah. was pretty funny. And I love how uh, Homer's very impressionable and can get to be cheating very well. Um, but yeah, forum sprinkles. So let's finish it off with our character profile. And this week we have Ranger. The Ranger. Just a, just a just Ranger. Ranger. That's his name. Mr. Ranger. Not even Ranger McFadden. Major McFadden actually got a name. I know. This guy, this guy, no name. Uh, but fun fact about the Ranger is uh, he his voice was based on then Vice President Al Gore. And I was like watching this. I'm like. God, his voice just sounds really familiar. And at first, I thought it was like Adam West. Like it sounded very <laughs> Adam Westy. Yeah. But but no, it was uh, based on Vice President Al Gore's voice. Um, his duties are maintaining Mount Useful as a public friendly national park, uh, tacking leaf samples to bulletin boards, humoring children, <laughs> and digging corpses out of avalanches. Yeah. Um, challenges. Budget cuts, lack of fun at top of Mount Useful, and uh, decrepit chairlifts. I don't know how they survived that. And avalanches. And entertainment, the Mountain Music Festival from March 14th to March 18th. Well, at least <laughs> I have something to do during my birthday now. Yeah, there you go. I'll go, I'll go, to, go to that, I'll go to that uh, music festival. Sounds fun. Yeah. So uh, you guys can find us on all podcasting platforms, including YouTube. Uh, or sorry, YouTube Music. Our videos are on YouTube, but you can find us on YouTube Music now as well. Uh, you can find us on our social media, The Simpsons Did It Podcast on Facebook, The Simpsons Did It Pod on Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to leave us some feedback about our podcast, which we always love to hear, grab your cell phone, dial 612-584-0986, and let us know what you think about our podcast. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been... The Simpsons did it. Shh.